What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. And this is a very special one because I am sitting here right in front of Peter. We're live together um, at his house here in Atlanta, Georgia. So anyway, we're here today. We're live together. This is cool. I haven't seen you for five months since our last summit. Got the dog here. We got two beers. We just finished two. And um, we wanted to talk about something that I think is important right now. And uh, we asked a friend. We phoned a friend. And the friend said something similar. So we said, this is a good topic. It's the risk of burnout. Mm-hmm. And um, that happens. I challenged him. I said, why is that applicable right now? I think everyone's just in survival mode. And he said, well, I think they're, they're you know, sometimes they're one and the same, right? Your, your adrenals can be kicking. Your cortisol levels, your, your you know, flight or, uh, you know. Fight or flight. Fight or flight, thank you, can be kicking. And I think we're all in that mode of, of survival. And there's this lingering anxiety about what's next and not being in control, right? Meaning the government can come in and say, you have to shut down again. And something else could happen that's out of our control. I and think the, that's election, what, the election. The yeah, election. So much shit. I think that's what gives me the most anxiety is just the, the, the unknowns. And I think that's pervasive in life, obviously, but it's a little bit harder in dentistry because uh, there's a lot more riding on that, right? There's people's well-being and there's your family's well-being and your practice's well-being and your mental well-being. A lot more riding on it than someone saying, you can't come in, right? Versus, do you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. But I think it's funny because we really never have control. So like back up like eight, nine months ago, we all felt pretty good. Right. Because we're like, yeah, we got, you know, shit's pretty cool. We've got this and that. And, you know, I'm going away in six months or I'm doing this next month. And all of a sudden, like, this whole thing comes through. I'm not just talking about COVID, but, you know, the instability that we have and the um, people, you know, the protests and the election and the polarization of the uh, of the population. And it, it really makes people feel uneasy, but it, it's really no different than it ever was. We never really had control. We just had an illusion of control. And and the funny thing was, was when, when the whole COVID crisis came out, I, I did a Facebook Live video and I was... Uh, just kind of going off and talking about how I believe that, you know, there's been so much division lately, mm-hmm. you know, over the last couple of years. It's like, you know, whether it's gender, sexual orientation, race, whatever, whatever way we can divide ourselves as human beings, we've taken the liberty to do that and, and put ourselves further and further apart. And when COVID came around, I'm like, good, God actually brought a virus that says, I don't give a fuck what you consider yourself. If you're human, you're going to get this or you're going to be uh, da- vulnerable. You, vulnerable to it. Yeah. So it's it's a it's an outside force. Like if the aliens took over, we wouldn't worry about who's like considers themselves male or female or gay or straight. If if aliens came to this planet, and they're the aliens of the of the movies, you wouldn't fucking care. You'd be like running to your human brothers and sisters. And the funny thing is, a paradoxical thing happened. It drove us further apart. You know, as a as a as as people, we're all really far apart. So not only are you told by your government to have physical proximity. So you're cutting off physical proximity. You've got literally many cities in this country that are rioting over injustice and racial inequality and perception of that. 
So it's a very lonely time right now. Yeah, it's forced isolation, and weird stuff starts happening when you're when you get by yourself. You know, for two for long periods of time. Um, it's been an unperfect storm with all that stuff that's been going on. So why do you why do you feel like now is a time? Why do you think it's a it's appropriate now to talk about risk of burnout when when is it is it burnout or is it just just worn out? <laughs> yeah, I think that people use the word burnout because they don't have a better word to use. It's like I think people have you know hundred thousand emotions, mm. but we have like what like. 500 words but you're not talking about burnout in the same context we always talk about how dentists can burn out you're just saying i think burnout is just you're you're going through a moment Mm -hmm. and you're feeling beaten up and you choose to use the word burnout and that becomes your diagnosis like kind of like chronic fatigue disorder or fibromyalgia it's like a wastebasket turn but a lot of our colleagues so i want to know why you say this because a lot of our colleagues are experiencing 100% 100% revenues, 110% revenues yeah. of where they were pre-COVID. So, right. like, it, you can, you can. I think what you're maybe going at is, is, and I've talked to several people, uh, dental and non-dental, who are like, man, this has been one of the greatest things for my business. And let me explain that. I have a buddy who owns car dealerships, okay? When the economy was good, you're allowed to, you know, revenues will cure all. Yeah, sell solve everything. Sell, in your business, everything. right? So COVID happens, and I actually going to give a dental example in a second. COVID happens, and it's like, oh shit! And he remembers he went through two thousand eight, like like I didn't. And so he he's about my stage, a little older, entrepreneurial, owns many many car dealerships, super successful guy, awesome dude. But my point is, is when COVID hit, he, it kind of what he he looked at the scar that he had from two thousand eight, right, which was real, and that was real pain. And he said, oh, shit, here we go again kind of thing. And immediately kind of went into reactionary mode of let's let's cut expenses, right? And then it wasn't as bad. But he said, now it's time to do a full audit of where we're spending. Because he wasn't looking at that in February, right? Because yeah. revenues were just blowing and going. Stock markets, all-time high, crush, 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 right? And so, but when, 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 when a pandemic is happening and possibly could have been the the onset of a 2008 again situation it could have easily been had they not it should have been had they not pumped in billions and trillions trillions trillions, right i forget it's t not b now yeah um anyway so it forced him to become lean and mean he shut down things and only turned back on things that were were needed just like I did, actually, in a lot of our stuff. Like, we, we shut down very quickly the ad spend and this. And it was yeah. only spend what's what's absolutely necessary to keep the lights on, so to speak. As did we. Right. So I think that, look, if we're looking for silver linings, then I think that's an important thing to do. Because then, as business ramps back up, you now become more profitable. Let's say revenues return to 100%. But you've shut off, the you've cut, you've cut out the fat. You've gotten rid of some of this bloat. Well, now you've become a leaner and you, you become stronger, even though it didn't present itself as a recession and something that was going to be detrimental to your business. Because now I said, like I alluded, people are 100% again. But now they had the benefit of saying the exercise in, in March, which was really scary. And so, um, I don't know. I think there's been a silver lining with that. Yeah, there's always silver linings. It's it's Not just – it's <laughs> well, it's, it's just a tough time right now and um, – I think this social isolation, uh-huh. you know, I, I I think that wears on people. We're we're tribal, we're tribal, we're tribal species. We need to be around people, um, and I think that there are going to be a lot of 
a lot of people without the social interaction that don't that, that don't have the same support network that they used to have. Right. So you're thinking, and I, I want to come back to that idea that people think about burnout and overwhelm and stuff like that. And it's really, it's usually fairly fleeting. Mm-hmm. You know what you're feeling, but the diagnosis can be permanent. So when you have a really bad series of days and you're like, this is fucking suck. This is terrible. I can't handle this. And then you arrive at the conclusion after a week or two or three or four months of suffering to say, I'm burnt out. Yep. I have burnout. Right. That is your new diagnosis. It's your new, yep. It's yep. fibromyalgia. You know, I, I'd love to go walking, but I have fibromyalgia. I'd love to. And I am guilty of this. Let me so, tell you something. I'm, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's, now, I'm guilty of this. This is literally something that has been followed me ever since a child. My mom used to tell me, the, you know, you have a tape recorder in your head. Of course you do. And whatever message you're going to play you're going to eventually believe that and you're going to control that. And I have a tendency to get just like we, Craig and I were having a story earlier tonight. And, I, and my narrative has been, what was me recently? Yeah. Right. There's been a couple of things that happened and really not, not, not terrible. It was a, a little health scare, so to speak. And I got in, I quickly got into this doom and gloom and what was me and what a horrible year. And in my mastermind um, group uh, that I have locally here in Atlanta, I had some buddies push back and be like, other than that, what else, what's this doom and gloom about kind of thing? And I was like, I, I, I can't think of anything. So instead of being, my, my point is I think there's a tendency sometimes when there's tragedy around you to you play into the woe is me. And, and if you start playing this well, message. Well, the label. On, uh, the on, label. The label. The rapper is really important because, uh, you know, I think the human species, we want to, you know, save calories. We want to we mm-hmm. just figure things out. Like. You know, oh, that guy's a dentist, and you want to figure out what that is. You know, okay, I know he's a dentist, or he's a banker, or whatever, what have you. But the labels of of our words, I know we're getting to kind of neurolinguistic programming and shit like that, but it's really important that you understand the word. The word depressed or overwhelmed is really fucking heavy. Yeah. So, like, burnt out, overwhelmed, or depressed. Like, people could actually say, Busy. like... Yeah, I'm so too busy. But overwhelmed could actually be you're packing for like a six week vacation, uh-huh. and you've got to get your hair cut, and you've got to like get your dry cleaning, and you've got to pack, and you've got to be at a flight in seven hours. And so, you'll say I'm overwhelmed. So what are some? All right, so let's uh, let's. This is good. What would you say, Craig? Then are some of the antidotes for if you're coming up on and you're saying things like burnout? What would be an antidote? Well, it's just funny when Emily was just here. And Emily's just, you know, Emily's my wife. Emily is, yeah, Emily is Peter's wife and she's super funny. She's from Philadelphia, Mississippi, and she's just as country and as real as you can get. And she has a very self-deprecating humor. She's gorgeous. She's physically gorgeous. She's beautiful. She takes care of herself, but she jokes around a lot like, oh my God, I'm, I can't believe, you know, cause I, I just showed up here. I just drove in. It's nine o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night and she's ready for bed. She's like, oh, I look, I look terrible. I'm like, Emily, don't say that about yourself. Like I'll always, I'm always in the habit of catching mm-hmm. people not with the negative talk. So even when she says it, she's joking, but I don't like when people say that. Or our buddy Tim. Tim's like, oh, you know, my hairline receding and make all the mistakes I've made. I've made every mistake. But I think it's it's really an insidious thing the way people talk about themselves. You would never talk about your best friend as cruel and as harsh as you would label yourself. You know, we're hard. We, 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 we dole out rappers on ourselves that are very unjust. And I think overwhelm and burnout are one of the things that we just fucking try. So where's the line of being like super confident versus braggadocious versus, right? Like, I think that's where people get nervous, especially in today's day and age where like, you know, you can can easily offend someone by being, I don't know. 
but you super don't, confident you're saying yeah, you yeah like right. so let's just say you're walking around like i am great i am blessed like you just walk around saying this right and that's the message right i think it's instead of self-deprecation yeah but it's, it's 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 inauthentic to say you're great when you're not you know but there's different words you can use you okay. know what i mean like overwhelmed or like burnt out i'm i'm stretched i'm challenged I'm going through, I'm, I'm in a so growth your phase. words matter, is that what you're I saying? I really think words matter, bro. Words really, really matter. And I think the burnout is a word. That words people, matter to you in your head. You know the voice in your head. Words yeah. matter to that or words matter when you, visual, when you verbally say things out loud to other people? Both. Both. I think that, you know, I think, you know, when you look at like what psycho- like most psychologists believe that thought is just sub-vocal speech. Yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the, you know, I got to pick up my drug cleaning. You're just having a conversation with yourself and the conversation you could have, like, I suck. I should be mm. further ahead. Look at what they're doing on Facebook. Uh, you know, I can't believe it. You know, it's, it's, a it's, it's, you know, I think that I was listening to, you know, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson's rock star. And I was just listening about how like struggle so good for you, mm. you know, like even just life itself, the the very sheer fact that we're all going to suffer and die at a certain point. It's a, it's a very difficult thing to deal with. There, there's an existential quandary there, and I think that there you have. If it's given out, if it's easy, you're going to resent it. Right. And it's, it's a very important lesson for our kids. We both have the same age kids. I'm, I'm very attuned to the idea that the, the kids have to work for everything they have and. It's not all roses and sunshine, and sometimes it's really hard. And maybe the whole purpose for just this long-winded diatribe that we're going on is just there might be somebody listening to this, and we've had this before, that looks at you and I and said, if I just had what they had, I'd be great. Mm. And it's really cool. You know, it's cool for me. I love you, Peter. You're my buddy. But it's also humbling and reassuring for me when you call me up and say, bro, I'm going through something. I'm not happy. I'm going through a tough tough time. Mm. Not that I want to see my friend suffer. But it's like, oh, even him, right. even he. Right. So if you have really good friends that are successful and you have it that. It vicariously gives you your, you grace. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're saying don't be so hard on yourself. And it also says, okay, well, if he's got that. And when I did do that, which I did just the other night, right, even yeah. to you, you were able to say don't do that, which probably in a sense you could were almost kind of talking to yourself as well. Yeah, like, I was. Next time this happens, remember the remember the advice I gave Pete. And so yeah. it's it's doubly strengthening, meaning you're helping your your buddy and you also were hearing yourself say those words. Yeah. Which was confirmation that it's it's good medicine. Yeah. So the craziest thing is cool. I, I, I was I was in, I was on vacation a couple weeks ago. I went with a we went to the Bahamas and it was a crazy thing. We had to get COVID tests and I had to get the kids swabbed and everything like that. And my buddy, like I'm a foodie, like you you're not into food. Food is fuel. I try to get Pete out to dinner tonight. He's like, no, screw that. I got like some pasta. I was like, we got too much to do. And by too the much way, to do. by the way, he served me pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm eating the pasta, and there's meat sauce in there, and I feel something that I bit down. I think, like, my number 12 is actually aching. I don't know if it's psychosomatic or not, but if it is, I'm going to fucking sue you. And I spit out a bolt. Pete, I, I'm ex- I exaggerate, but was it a bolt, yes or no? It was a screw, number 12 <laughs> screw. <laughs> How long was the screw, Pete? I mean, it was a half an inch. A half-inch screw in my fucking pasta. He could have killed me. Well, anyway. I didn't make the meal. Anyway. 
the point I'm trying to make is I went to I went to the Bahamas and a buddy of mine who's like Pete, food is fuel. Food is not fuel to me. Food is an experience. I love food. It's, it's, I'm into it. I got a bigger belly than Pete. That's just I'm into it. So my buddy Johnny um, is not into food. He's got a six pack. He doesn't really care. Food's fuel. He just he's he's really athletic. He doesn't care about long long dinners. He's in one house and I'm in another house in the Bahamas. And he comes over and he sees what my wife is cooking. And my wife is cooking like an appetizer, and there's slices of avocado, and I don't even know, but it was a full-on meal. And he's like, he's looking, and he's looking at my family all sitting down eating food. And he goes back to his house, and his house like has like some takeout, and it's like a half-eaten loaf of bread. And he has this huge blowout with his wife, huge. They had a massive, massive fight, and they're a lovely couple, and they have young kids, and it was really bad. He comes over, he's really distraught. He's like, dude, I had a really bad fight. My wife pushed me. She's never been physical with me. It was really scary. The kids are screaming. Like, it was really, it was a gnarly fight. And he's been married for like 10 years. I'm like, well, what what the hell was it about? And I start picking away and picking away and picking away. And at one point, he's like, he actually said, you know, she actually cooked, she didn't even have a side item. I was like, a side item? Johnny, a fucking side item? Like, what you want, like, like fucking roasted like Brussels sprouts. What's a side item? It's like, yeah, she just cooked this thing. I'm like, Johnny, you do not give a crap, you know, a shit about food. Like you're the one, like I want to go, like if we go skiing, I want to go out to dinner. He's like, oh, there's Chipotle. Let's just grab that so we can go <laughs> ski more. So it was so funny because he actually compared his life and his wife to mine and yep. got upset even about something he didn't have. And it was a wild thing. And once I started telling him this, he's like, it started making sense for him. Well, the comparison's the thief of joy. But right. it started to make me think about that stuff too. And I'm like, you know what? It's you've got to take inventory. The natural state of a human being is to just find out what's wrong because we're just all moderately unsatisfied at all times. We're always trying to find out what's better and what's wrong. You know, we don't. But if you don't take inventory of what's going right, it's it's a really scary place to be. And that's what happened to this dude. It was a crazy thing. I could see that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm guilty of that. Doing, yeah. doing that, and all of a sudden looking at what someone else has, and, and then and then looking at your situation and getting mad, looking for the dog to kick, whether it's the yeah. the team member or the wife or yeah. the actual dog, right? You know, whatever. But getting grumpy about your circumstance because you feel trapped or you didn't plan right or whatever it was. We're getting off topic. Look, dude, when you and I were young and out of school, like a lot of the people that are listening to this, you know, maybe five, ten years out of school, there was no social media to have Full Arch Friday every Friday. So if there's Full Arch Friday and the guys are prepping Full Arch cases, you're like, I haven't done a Full Arch case in six months. Mm. And these guys are doing it every week. You're like, what the hell is up with my practice? What's wrong with me? I was the top of my class. I was great. Patients love me. Mm-hmm. And it starts to become a very lonely place. And then compound that with you're saying COVID, right? So I, I see. Yeah, that. you I lose your it. social network. You now your now your only network is your Insta network and your Facebook network, and and you don't like that because you're being ex- quote unquote exposed for not doing a, an arch arch every Friday yeah. kind of thing. I hear. Yeah, you. it's just it's a very it's a very lonely place. So and there's, what there's is not the, a lot other of this, than the there's voices. not a lot of this conversation is what I'm saying. Like Tim said the, said to me. Tim said to us, he was on a podcast. This is a buddy of ours who's a bright guy in dentistry. He's like, I was on a podcast, and they're just telling about how great it is, how awesome it is. And he's like, I just love you guys because you're telling it, you know, that, it, that yeah, it is great, but it's also challenging. Mm. And there's just, there's not enough people saying that right now. 
All right, all right. We hope everyone is getting massive value from listening to this podcast. If you are, we're going to ask a couple things in return. First, review us on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, the easiest way is to pick up your phone, open the podcast app, click on the album art, and then scroll all the way through the episodes, and you'll see review at the bottom. Go ahead and bang out the stars that we deserve. Second thing, if you haven't signed up for our text um, list to get notified of special offers or the next summit or whatever it may be, uh, make sure to text the words bulletproof to 33777. That's 33777 and the word is bulletproof. Third thing is we've got the book, as most of you all know, but we've also got the audible version that Dr. Spodak spent three days in studio and it was an arduous task and he crushed it. He really should be an audible book episode. That's it, everyone. Hope you're having a great day and we'll see you soon. Right. You know, every I, I've got some young guy that went to our summit, you know, that's writing, a, doing a webinar, like how to go from like one to five practices in two years of startup. I'm like, yeah, you don't have five practices. Like, I know, I know, but I, I could do it if I wanted to. And oh, that guy who came. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, interesting. So the antidote would be be careful of the words you choose. Yep. What else? A daily gratitude practice a like daily Tommy. gratitude practice like Tommy. So Tommy, Tommy Breedlove, if you guys haven't heard that. Wrote pod- a book, Legendary. Well, he was on the podcast. You've missed that one. Oh, yeah. I want to do another one if we but can. But it was, that. I'm going to let you guys roll on that since you're like, I definitely agree with that. I think that's, but I think that's the same tape. I remember how I was saying how my mom, I think that's another tape message, right? Being happy about something. All right. What else? What's some other antidotes in this time, Craig? What do you exercise do? for sure? Exercise? Stay fix, physically fit. You okay. gotta stay physically fit. Okay. Minimize your social media. Studies show that more time on social media makes people less happy. Are you struggling with that? Yes, okay. I am. I am big time. I would add one more thing to this, even though I don't feel super qualified as of right now to, to say this, but it's getting a little bit outside yourself. Meaning, gifts. Try and focus on get. I've been giving. I gave a bunch of compliments today because I was and. Um, and it felt really cool. Actually, it put me in a better mood complimenting other yeah. people. And that's something I don't didn't ever Who'd you compliment? do. So a doctor. So I'm, I'm in the process of getting my teeth redone. Okay. Right? Which is actually an interesting topic I really want to talk about um, from the podcast. For those of you who are interested in selling more or enrolling more or doing more cosmetic dentistry, I want to talk about why the importance of doing your own teeth. Um, anyway. So I'm in the process of redoing my veneers, and Dr. Creaseman, who's at our practice, was redoing them, and my assistant, uh, Jacqueline, was there, and, and I saw a bunch of people that I hadn't seen at that location in a while, and it was just great to be like, you look great, you know, and just, and you know, that was an amazing procedure, and just kind of it put me in a good mood, Yeah. right? Um, and... And, and and I don't. That's not a part of my repertoire, is what I'm trying to say, Craig. That is not really? my knee. My knee jerk is not just to like be this effusive, complimentary dude. But but I kind of force myself to do so today. That's cool. Not force, but it. it, it yeah, you're I, conscious to do. I it. was thinking about it, yeah. and I and I just let my thoughts go, and then yeah. I, and therefore it, it kind of felt good. So um, I, I tell my kids all the time when they go off to school, like especially when they're West school. <clears throat> I drop them off and I would always say that, you know, the way to get more love is to give more love. Like we don't, we, we tend to think of like love is a, as a finite emotion. Like if you give it out, you'll have less. Right. But it's like, it's one of those things. It's like the giving 
where the getting isn't the giving. The more you, the more you give, the more you can feel. And it's kind of like, I, I think maybe maybe I'm not doing a good job of explaining it. It but. makes total sense, actually. And, and the same thing can be actually said about money. Yeah. Right. When people clam up and save and hunker down and like and you know put it in their war test as opposed to freeing it up and letting it go and letting it yeah, come back flow and, through this, you. and yeah. flow through you, flow around you, come back to you, multiply. Right. The same thing is kind of love it. I think it's an energy state. Just like this is going to be the most profound, <laughs> touchy feely thing. It's a, it's an energy state, just like love is. Yeah. Oh my God! I didn't know you were going to go there. Can't believe you said that. I'm going to get Emily down here. No, she'll be like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah, someone hijacked my husband. All right, Craig. Brought the waiter gets a one star, but the food gets a five. Oh my God! So yeah, so we are. Um, so yeah, I want go I want you to wrap it. No. Yeah, we're shorter. But shorter, and I want you to wrap. I want you to wrap this. So we've already gone over the steps, but bring it full circle, right? Like I'm gonna let you close this since this is your superpower, your lane of you're the Tony Robbins of dentistry. I wouldn't go that far, but I do. I I struggle, so I feel you know. I think we all struggle, and I'm not ashamed to talk about my struggles with this stuff. But um, I would say that the natural state of a human, especially in 2020, right where we are, is you're going to go dark. You're, there's just too mm. much dark. There's too much the media is marketing to you to go dark and be scared. You're supposed to be scared of other people now, physically scared of other people. You mm. can't see your father, your mother, your grandmother. You're worried about killing her if you show up to her house. I mean, it's, it's a crazy time. So more, now more than ever, you need to go against the tendency that you're going to go dark and cultivate a couple of behaviors, gratitude mm. practice, um, recognizing that, um, you know, whatever you look for, you'll find. So if you look for what's wrong or if you look for what's right, both are available at any time. So start looking for what's right, um, being grateful, um, and, uh, and cultivating that gratitude. I actually said that, um, exercise, but, um, yeah, yeah, that, and, um, yeah, recognize that, uh, comparisons of the thief of joy. If you're going to upwardly compare and look at what you don't have, downwardly compare, look at how great your life could be. And um, I like that. Remember that one. Everybody write that. I'm going to write that down. Downwardly up. compare to those things that you... Well, just compare both ways. Right, don't right, compare upward, right. upward, downward as well. Right. Compare them both ways. I like that. And um, yeah, that, I think that's probably about it. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Hope it helped. Hope someone out there needed to hear this. If one person needed to hear this and they feel better... Drop a like or a comment below in our comments. And uh, this is why we do what we do. We want to help. We're hoping we help you. Over and out, everybody. Take care.